Yes, you heard my terrible vocals. Uh, but yeah, the Celtics <laughs> staying alive. We're staying alive here on Mr. Point. I'm, I'm, I'm your man, Hollywood Rich. I'm with my guy, the basketball posse, the basketball trio, three the hard way. My guy, DK Sizzle's back uh, for vacation in the islands of Hawaii. Uh, so uh, aloha, my brother. And my aloha. Brother, I, learned, I learned some Hawaiian when I was there. Aloha. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. And uh, well, you're back with the Ohana. You're back with the family. Uh, yeah, and, uh, the Ohana. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Leo Stitch, brother. You know, since baby, that's right, baby. You know, with my brother Roby K. Bob Kelly. So yeah, let's get into it, man. So we're talking all things Celtics. So they they found a way to stave off elimination after you know a horrendous game three. I really had horrendous first three games, but they found a way to get it all together, winning one sixteen and ninety nine on Tuesday night. So DK, I'll start with you, man. Just you know, uh, what were your thoughts on game four and just why does it take for them to be, you know, on the brink of elimination uh, for them to start playing Celtics basketball? Well, exactly that, Ray. I mean, it's it's almost annoying uh, the, how situational this team is, you know, like how how they need oh. to be under extreme pressure in order to perform that specific way because it wasn't as though it was a game where, they came in and they they went absolutely bananas like holy shit like all their shots are dropping but like can we you know can we keep that going over the next few games they came in and played a way we've seen them play before especially in the second half like where they asserted um asserted their dominance in a way that i think we all thought when it was 0-0 i thought that we all thought that that's what they were going to do across four or five games in in order to advance against a team that they're they're more talented than i think that like the the frustration over the course of this series for me mainly has been a mentality thing. Like I, I couldn't believe, and I know you guys did a reaction show very eloquently, uh, you know, disemboweling them for, for quitting after game three. But I, I mean, I really couldn't believe that uh, my eyes, like watching a, a, a group of players in a Celtics uniform do that is in a playoff situation with, I mean, let's be honest, their backs were against the wall at 2 you know, I mean, no. hey, it, it, we say, oh, well, it took finally they were able to get their backs against the wall and like performance like they, they're they're down 3-0. No one's ever come back in the history of the National Basketball Association from 3-0. I saw right. as a quick aside, I saw some fucking idiot. I was really like trolling comment sections hard over the past couple of days because it's just been like my catharsis. But I saw some idiot be like, well, plenty of people have come back from 3-1 and that's what it's at now. And I'm like that. Like it made my brain explode when he said that. I was like, no, that's not how it fucking works. It's like, ah, oh, the 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 Cavs didn't actually come back from three one down because they made it three three at one point. They just won a they won an even series. It's like I can't with these comments. But I think that I think that it was a fundamental uh, clash in in the mentality of what we expect from our Boston sports athletes, especially the Celtics with their pedigree and what they were delivering on the day. And I think that. It's easy to be mad at like the stars in a situation like that. It's it's easy to be mad at at the coach making like terrible decisions. But like realistically, this is something we should have been expecting. Like they were doing stuff in the Hawks series and worse so in the 76ers series that was eventually going to get punished by a team that like could see it coming like that watched the tape. So, you know, 
I, I am mad at them. I'm I'm not like thrilled with the idea that like they might not have a backbone to like to really commit to at this point. But like, uh, maybe there's a glimmer of hope because like if we do become the team that comes back from three nothing, I mean I don't see this team being that that team, the first team in the history of the NBA. But I mean, then you're all of a sudden everything's different. You know, I just don't see it, though, man. I really don't like I, I don't think that the Heat are the team that you can do that to. I, I don't think that they're going to panic. I even if we go three two, I mean, I maybe they start to, to get worried, but like, I just don't think they're going to panic. I don't think Jimmy Butler is like made of that kind of stuff. And Jalen Brown today was like, oh, yeah, we just really want to get back to Miami. Then we'd be like happy and proud of ourselves. And I'm like, so that's the goal. Like, that's, just get yeah. to game six. Like, don't say shit like that, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, their backs against the wall, they start performing is one way to look at it, or they have nothing left to lose, so they performed is also another way to look at it, you know, because mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that the series is pretty much fucking over. I'd love to say Celtics in seven, and shit, I will probably by the end of this episode, but yeah, they make me so sad. Bobby? Yeah, yeah, no, you couldn't have said it better, man. It's it's so frustrating. You said, you know, earlier that it, it kind of makes us mad. It kind of is, but no, it's very, very frustrating that that's what it takes because we saw multiple points me me all three of us talked about it where there was five to ten minute stretches in both games one and two where you saw what we saw the entire second half of game four where where we knew what the formula was for the celtics to beat this team you beat them on defense because their offense is so so below yours below what your defensive ability is and you turn that defense into offense. It was so clear of the formula to beat this team. And they just got away from it. I don't know if it was just, you know, they didn't have that defensive intensity. I mean, that is what it was. But it, it's just so frustrating to see how clear that formula is and how easy it is for them to win these games when, when they're perfecting that formula. It's, it's so beyond frustrating because the path is there. And they just decided not to take it for three games. You know, like they're like, hey, here you go. Here's your here's your easy path to victory in all three of these games. And they said, fuck you. We don't want it. And that that's what's beyond frustrating me. Literally said, we don't want it. So I mean, I, at at the worst, or at the best, it should have been two two right now, right? I think just game three was just we could just chalk it up to the day, just like so they just outplayed, they got, you know, they quit as as we mentioned on the show, but it, it, it just ties back to late game, late game execution. And they consistently, you know, crumble in those moments. And obviously we saw last night that, you know, they were about to fold, I think when it got to like AD, 83. And I remember texting, the uh, yeah. you know, I was, I was, I was like, yo, like, what's, what's going on? Like, why don't you have Tana back in the game? And I, I want to bring this up because I know that people have gotten on this coach that I'm about to bring up, meaning uh, Tom, Tom Thibodeau. Because, you know, he'll play the guys certain minutes. But I'm like, yo, at some point, guys, if you're going to condition, the guys get conditioned and they do all this stuff in the other season, at this time of the year, they should be able to go 45 minutes plus. Once again, you have 15 minutes to have time. You have TV timeouts. You oh. have the timeouts. So, can I actually LeBron, can I say LeBron, something? LeBron, was, LeBron at 38 years old was averaging 45 minutes a game on sure. last run. So, sure. come on. Come yeah, on. He, also, he, also averaged, he also averaged zero wins in his series. But. I think I right. yeah. I just so say one thing in response nice. to, to response to that. I actually that was a nice salve every after every Celtics game we got to watch the Lakers lost. But sure, I I do think that you should be able to play that many minutes and everything. But like, mm. 
don't you feel and this is a question for either of you honestly but because maybe i'm i'm off base feeling this way but don't you feel like there's a really big difference between last year where he may shorten the rotation in order to like have his best players and best players plus uh sort of sort out what the issues were and like lead the team as opposed to this version of shortening the rotation which feels like it's just missoula doesn't trust half the fucking team like that's what it that's what it comes across as to me like i know that mm -hmm. there's certain players that are defensive liabilities but like you you saw the lakers pre the Nuggets series have players go crazy that you would never expect in in series getting them where they need to go We've seen championship runs where there's guys on the deep bench or, or even the mid bench, you know, like we're not going past seven players at this point, right? That the Celtics are in Missoula. So mm -hmm. there's guys like Moose or, 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 uh, or Hauser that I think could have potentially come out and had like a great fucking game for us if trusted by the coach. And I think like, okay, Derek White's still getting minutes, but like I can see he's not out there in, in, in important situations. And I think that he's such a confidence player. I've been saying this for a while. That like he can tell the coach doesn't trust him, so his fucking shot goes away, and it's like that's just bad man management. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting everybody fired up and like ready to to play. Those guys on the bench should be like champing at the fucking bit to get on the floor, and like you should be giving them drips of minutes at least in order to. But like yeah. one minute, one minute, one minute for like the, for these guys, it's like come on, man. Like you need to be able to spell different situations, yeah. and especially to Bobby's point, defense. You know, you can make a mid-tier player go out there and lock somebody down, especially if it's Gabe fucking Vincent that you need to go lock down. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not asking you to go defend Jimmy Butler. I'm asking you, we, like, I'm asking him to throw two bodies at yeah. bench rotation from the heat so that we can, like, give a little rest to the other guys. Not necessarily, I agree with you, should be able to play 44 minutes yeah. right now, especially if you're a superstar. Like, Tatum should be playing those minutes, sure. But you got to trust your team, bro. Like, you got to, you can't yes. just win with seven yeah. guys. Like, well, no, I mean, I, I think I think that's fair. I think that I was just only speaking from the at the game at that moment because the game was starting to get back into uh, sure. Miami's hands, and we saw it right. It was 88-83. It was about I don't want to say it was like nine nine minutes and forty seconds left. Call a timeout. Yeah, it gets headed back in there. It's kind of this is what I want to talk talk about next, right? They Miami goes back to zone because you know Boston had been hot. It works every Tate, time. Tatum, <laughs> Tatum, Tatum, right? Yeah. Tatum, Tatum comes in to the middle. They get into the middle, and he he does the, the Dirk one leg fadeaway, 90-83. Comes back down, gets the layup, 92-83. And it's like, oh, it, it's, it's amazing when you look to attack from all three levels. So, Bobby, I'll come back to you on this. So, just, like, speak just speak to the importance to the, to the audience, to the listeners, that, you know, how, how scoring on all three levels really changes, not just not – Changes the game, not just for Tatum, but for the Celtics as, as as a whole. Well, when the Celtics get relying on their three-point shot, A, when it's not falling, and B, even when it is falling, they become so easy to defend because you, you, you can just either commit all the way to that perimeter or you know they're going to be doing this driving kick. So it's so pivotal to me. I couldn't agree more. Scoring from that all three levels, man, because when you get Tatum from that mid-range and he is just lighting it up, Jalen from the mid-range lighting it up. And then all of a sudden you get Derek White and Brogdon open lanes for these floaters because they have to collapse in on Tatum and Brown. You know, it's just when you get that three-level scoring, it just brings your offense to a whole different level. It, it makes them have to think about, you know, they could pull back and do that mid-range shot. It's so, so different for this offense when when they're not just relying on that three. 
because they become so one-dimensional when it comes to that point. But don't Plus, you, it, ta- don't you think it takes away that pick and roll. Like, if we just had a couple again, plays to run, a like, few, just a cu- yeah. like a couple plays that like just got us back in the right headspace, like just got us right. back doing simple shit. Like, it's, yeah. It seems like basketball one-on-one to talk about it, but it's like you're talking about like scoring at three levels, right? It's like, okay, you're relying on the three again. It's a bad habit that you guys get into they shoot these half chances like they're half they're half shots basically half open right and they they're not dropping because it, you're relying on your role players to get hot or whatever whatever the situation is these are all situations we've seen scoring from three levels like drop a fucking play you know yeah. what i mean like call a timeout and drop a play for an easy two you should have like 10 of those in your back pocket i feels like we have zero you know and it's like yeah. yes it works yeah i agree with what you're saying right yes it works bobby i agree with what you're saying it's nice to watch you should be able to do it like at will like, yeah, the, no. the, the frustrating thing is, is even when they do draw up plays, I feel like they draw up plays for the wrong people constantly. Like there was one timeout, yeah, and there's there's one timeout where it was clear that they drew up a play from Marcus, and he took just like this off balance three, and it was like, bro, that's what you came out with out of that timeout. Was I feel was like I've seen that, that play like four times, play. and it's worked it's, zero times. Yeah. It's so frustrating, man, and it, it it almost feels like too when they do look like they ran a play and it looks like you know things are run, running fluently that that's off the cuff half the time i feel like it's just you know they're going by the flow and they just happen mm-hmm. to look good on one random possession and yeah. even even when it looks like they're running a play i don't even think they are at this point. yeah but that that's that's how it was in the third quarter right? i think they outscored miami 38 to 23 in the third um, was it a 17-2 run at one point Something well no like so yeah, 16 nothing 16, 16 nothing, nothing, yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it was 16. It was probably the most effective run of this series so far. Like, to be oh, honest, sure. like, of the, of the season. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, like, but the, the, but the thing is, is that, crazy. like, and I, I don't even say, I, I mean, it was a good run, but I only say that in regards to the fact that we haven't been able to go on good runs against Miami at all. Like, yeah. that when they go on runs against us, they feel fucking devastating. Like, yeah, I, I, like, a, like, a, like, even if it's like a 13 to three. Or like, uh, you know, even like a 10 to, to 4. Like, those runs just feel huge. Like, every time they do yeah. them. And like, well, when the first we... The first two games, those are the pivotal points. Game one, it was in the fourth right. quarter. Because there's we, no, we, we no composure, no response. Right. Like, no then, composure, no response. It's like, it's a fucking game yeah. of runs, guys. It's going to happen. Yeah. And then in the time period where you should be responding to that, like, call the timeout or don't. I don't give a shit. But just respond to that run. Get control of the game. Don't just, like... Right have Al Horford dribble it over the fucking halfway line and then pull up for a three. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, well, Al's not shooting well. Like, this is the kind of shit you're seeing online, right? Al's not shooting well. So, And it's like, why not? Because he should be killing you as the fourth choice, not trying to get you into the game. Like, killing the yeah. other team is the fourth choice, not trying yeah. to get you into the Al's game. The, the Al's the extra pass in the corner. That's and and he, right he, he kills you that with extra that. extra pass to the corner. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's but what but to to but you speak you speak to that, but that's exactly what happened at time. But mainly yes. the first half. He didn't yes. do he didn't do much in the second half, but I but feel we like saw, but we saw it, at least an three, example. Right? In the first half help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. No, it's spot yeah. on. I think getting getting him he he's still crucial to the office because once again, if you're doing the extra like to the extra swing pass, whether it's on the top of the key, he's okay for the corner play, he's better than the top of the three than the top of the key. Uh, then he gets in the corner, but that that's just the message. A little, it's like a little to the left of the top, yeah, well, yeah, you know, exactly, a little to yeah. the left so, over on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I just I just think that that hit him, I think him hitting four threes, I think Derek White hitting a three, you know, even even your boy Grant, um, I think he had the best game in a long time for him. Yeah, he had a uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm never gonna forgive him for a game three. Yep. Yeah. 
We're, sure, we're never coming back from that. He could score 40 a game for the remainder of his Celtics career. I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, never I mean, but I, yeah, I mean, no, I, I get it. I mean, uh, listen, it, it's sexy guns. I'm, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to give credit where it was again. If, if you, if you, he, he, he could have easily just said, okay. And, no, and, you're and right. He did. Out. He performed well. He, 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 he was, he was yeah, huge he on defense. Defense out. especially. Defense no, especially. Yeah, that, because that, he wasn't guarding Jimmy Butler one on one. That's a fact. No, when he blocked Jimmy Butler's shot, I thought about it immediately and said, even Dave had to be impressed with that. No, play. I was that, happy. That, honestly, I was happy that he blocked the shot and then did not proceed to fuck the rest of the game up by be, believing his own myth. Like yeah. it's dude, just block the shot, be a fucking role player. Don't turn around and be like, "Fuck you, Jimmy Butler." Yeah, he, he what are you gonna do was, now? He was under, he he was under control of it, and you can see his yes. demeanor, right? Like I think there was like almost he learned his fucking lesson because he made got was, made into a little bitch on national television by an actual dog. Like you can't do that to guys like Jimmy. I'm sorry. No, nah, I I I I think it was it, it's it's, a, it's a, we, we talked about this Mayor Bobby Thomas the other night. I'm glad you're back on here now. Yeah, he he said what he said. Okay. Your your two best players are supposed to back you up in that moment, and, and they did. I absolutely did. agree. So, absolutely. so to me, that 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 to me, I have no issue. That's why, I, and I still don't. I have no issue with him saying what he said. Your best players will say, okay, all right. He's talking. All right, let, let, let's yes. go. Let's 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 back him up, bring this home, and they did. Systemically, so, so, systemically, <laughs> systemically, Grant Williams is a symptom. He is a symptom. He is not a disease. Right? Like Grant Williams being put in a position to do stupid Grant Williams shit is a symptom of an already infected fucking culture in the mid game, right? Like, so if he's doing that shit and like, remember Reggie Miller was making this point and like, I don't necessarily all the way disagree with it. He was saying like, well, Grant Williams was the only one fucking fighting. Like he's the only one doing anything. It's like, it's the wrong thing, but why are you put, it's not, it's good that Grant Williams did that. It's, it's bad that Grant Williams felt like he was in a position to do that, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the that's yeah. the problem, no, it, right? it, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, but I mean, but to to the point, like about him being under control. Like I, I remember once again, we've been we've been screaming about them having a close quarters, close quarters, close quarters, and once again, Miami went on another run again. I remember uh, Tano comes down on the left hand side, boom, they, he 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 draws two. Grant Grant fills fills the spot correctly, gets to where he's supposed to do. Boom! Top, top of the top of the top of the key three. They backed up ten. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yes. This is this this is what we need from every, from the others, and that's gonna be the case. Like, play decent defense, fill fill the uh fill the lanes correctly, and and once again, just just be there. That that that's that's just where I'm I'm I'm, I'm mad on that. So like I said, I'm ha- I'm happy for that. This one what, what I'm about to bring up, I'm not so happy about, but it's something that we need need to. Um, My favorite part of the dynamic, I just have to say this year, my favorite part of the dynamic compared to last year is that every fucking show the three of us would jump on last year was me and Bobby being like, come on, Ray, it's going great. (laughs) And like this, this season, it's me and Bobby being like basically on suicide watch. Yeah, <laughs> and you're being I, like, I mean, "Listen, I'm guys, I'm having my moments. I'm having my moments. I'm no, my I know, moments. but it, I just I like the fact that we it found, has flipped a hundred percent. We found that we found the antidote to Ray being like suicidal about the Celtics is just we have to be suicidal. So he empathetically just goes like, "All right, guys, it's not that bad. Like there was some good yeah. moments. Like we, you know, if you look at it <laughs> from a like, basketball sense, like it's not so bad. But anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no, that that's that's <laughs> no. Hey, it's all, it's all about balance, baby. It's all about balance. Uh, <laughs> But, but but speaking of balance or lack of balance, uh, Jalen Brown, he he has been subpar, and that's putting it lightly in 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 the series. So I don't care whether he wants to go to Miami, I don't care if he wants to go to Osaka, Japan, uh, the Cancun, <laughs> what, what, whatever. 
he, he has not done what he needs to do in, in the series. So, DK, I'll stay with you. Um, and I'll, I'll just pose the question straight out. Has this man quit on the scene? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I don't think so. I what I think what I see happening, and this might be like uh, uh, informing my own bias, which obviously I'm very guilty of a lot of the time, especially with the Celtics, because I'm I'm all in. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that what they're doing I, is really smart against Jalen Brown. I think that yeah, I mean, look, they all fucking quit in Game Three, so to single him out for that specifically, like, would be tough. I've seen him be the only one to not quit when other people have quit in the past, but like that was a different sort of atmosphere, I think. Yeah. I do. I think I can't figure out really from the body language or from what's going on and like all the weird offseason stuff and the Kevin Durant trade rumors. Like logically, it does add up to maybe like Jalen Brown isn't all in on, on this project anymore. Maybe, but I can't confirm, confirm or deny. What I do see is Spolstra being like, I think it's going to be a lot easier to defend Jason Tate or to defend Jalen Brown than it is to defend Jason Tatum. We're going to live with Jason Tatum going fucking berserk a couple of times. It's probably happened less than he even he expected it to happen in this series. And what we're going to do is we're going to live with Jalen Brown's mid-range shot. As much as I love it, like he's got to turn around. He's, you know, he can pull up from certain areas and be pretty much automatic. I love it. But Spolster's like, give them all those easy twos. Don't let him get hot from three. Don't let him blow by you. Like, don't let him get get speed going downhill. Like, I think that there's been more attention paid to Jalen Brown than any other member of the team defensively. I also yeah. think he's the worst. His skill set fits the worst for penetrating a, a zone. Because I think the zone, to me, I mean, there's different schools of thought on this. We've had conversations about this. But to me, the zone is about moving them around. Like, making them abandon the edge of their zone slightly so that there's a gap and like making a play in there. And I think that's Jalen Brown has two things that really hurt that, uh, the ability to do that. One is he is a spotty free throw shooter. So if he had the ability to hit 85% plus, I mean, obviously that's very, very good. But I think if you're somebody that has the athletic ability that he has, you get fouled a lot more, right? So He's a spotty free throw shooter, so that takes him out of the game a little bit. Also, I think that he has a little bit of a deficiency in handles, and that makes his court vision a little bit more narrow once he's inside. And I think inside passing is a big way to split up a zone. Now, that sounds like I'm hating on Jalen Brown, like that he has a lot of deficiencies, but every player's got deficiencies. I just think that the zone highlights his deficiencies. So it might be wishful thinking, but I I like to think that it's a matchup issue and not a mentality issue. But maybe I'm crazy. No, I, I couldn't agree more. There is points sometimes in the series where it does feel like Jalen's mentality isn't all there 100%, but at the same time, I think it's a product of the position the Heat are putting him in. Because what it must do you be very see? frustrating to be him right now, right? Yeah, well, 100%, because what, what Jalen does when he gets hot is he, he is an athletic freak. So you see him throwing down those slams. You see him getting to the hole with authority, and the Heat are just not letting him do that. So I think it's just a product of they're not letting him do the things he wants. And he's reluctantly, you know, resorting back to that jumper. He's reluctantly resorting back 
to trying to drive it, it in and kick it out. They're giving, giving it, it to him. him. Right. Yeah. So he's he, he's taking those shots. And listen, Jalen's a good sh- uh, jump shooter, but he's not the best. It's definitely not the best part of his game. You know, and it, it was almost the weak part of his game when he first came into the league. So, yeah, his shot has developed, but it hasn't developed to the point where when you take away his primary athleticism and you take away the things that he loves to do, I think it just throws him off completely. Because I, I couldn't agree more that they're, they're giving Tate, they're letting Tatum, you know, yes, they're throwing those double teams at him. But I really think that their, their focus is definitely on Jalen, 100%, because they saw what they did to him last year. Listen, this is the same. Same exact script with Jalen as last year. Because they saw what we do. What we do as a team when right. we win. When we win and we win effectively, we kill you with both those guys. You right. know? But How he, many- he, he did. He, Jalen Brown went to work against them last year. Yeah. They, they didn't have an answer. And once again, this is the same exact team for the most part. And I said it last year. I'll say well, it Well, I now. just meant the hand, the handles part, though. Remember how gotcha. much they were picking no, him I, apart I mean, in, I, in that I, I key also, last year? Right, correct. In the paint. In the paint. No, no, facts. I, I I also think, and once again, this just might, I can be sure my bias as well, but once again, you know, all three of us are, are diehard Celtics fans. I do think that, yes, are, are, are his handles shaky at best? Yes, that that is not, it's not an opinion, that's a fact. I do think that once he gets into the lane, we're seeing some hand checks on the low that's not being told. And once again, you're not going to call it every time. But once again, it's someone who sees them. I don't think the refs have been on our side at all this series. I don't think that no, we've done no. enough to possibly really complain about the refs. But re- like, there's been some pretty fucking egregious. Sure, calls. sure. But I'm, I'm, I also I'm think the refs kind of hate I'm the not, fucking Celtics because they're a bunch I'm, of little yeah. bitches. Well, yeah, they won't I'm, shut I'm the not, fuck I'm up. Not speaking, yeah, I'm not speaking to the overall. I'm just saying, just when he drives, I feel like they. They 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 slap away whatever especially guys like Kyle Lowry like that that's just what he what he does. I'll tell but you what I, though. I, I just think at, at at some point and I'm sorry this is just where at some point you have to pause your will. So yes, 100%. they're making it tough. They're doing certain things to to make it hard to find. Okay, we we talked about this for on the show. The three of us and any any you gotta beat the refs too. All right, deal with it. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Up. Yeah, deal deal. But for, first corner Jalen is a top five player in this league when he's on. When, when, he, when he's locked in the first, first, like, getting 13, 14, 15 points in the first quarter, like, he, he's a top five player in this league when, when he's all like that right away. So, excuse me. We need, we need, we need, we need game, so the game five's coming. We need game five for what he did last year. When, when he closed out that game, when he gammed on Bam at the end of that game, that, that, it was up 18 at that moment. That, that's the, that's the emphatic closeout we need from him tomorrow. And he's fucking due. I'm sorry. Like, he, he, he is due to have a game where you say, okay, this is why he was second team All-NBA because, once again, he did well against Atlanta. He had great moments. He had good moments against Philly. But once again, he, he has been David Blaine uh, this whole series. And he, he's been the biggest disappearing act. And I, I'm over it, quite frankly. It, 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 it needs to change. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guarantee if you, if you go back and look at his best games, there's at least four to five highlights of freak athletic plays that get his game, game seven going, bro. Go, go every, back to game seven. Every, if, yeah. if you see him yamming on people, that's when Jalen's at his best because then it just his mindset just completely changes and it turns into a "You're not taking this away from me. I'm taking it to you." You know, yeah. it's, it's it's such a different mindset with him. They have zero chance of coming back in this series if we don't get at least one 
of these Jalen games. We need a Jalen performance if we have any chance of forcing it to yeah, at least just, six even, or seven. Not even, not even 30, just, 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 just 25. Yeah, and, and, but I'm just sorry. the Jalen performance. Man. I've, just I've a performance him, where like Jalen's here. On Giannis, I, I see him dunk on just about everybody in the league. Don't tell me that he can't catch Bam or that he can't catch uh, Kevin Love at the fucking rim. Don't tell me that. So I'm sorry. And once again, we, uh, I think Dave brought up earlier in the show about game business ain't going to be in, um, being messed up, listen, go. There's, there's no way by, by tomorrow, one thing I know they, they did whatever they did to get the anchor right, and I hope he's good. Because once again, I, I don't want any excuses about, oh, another person went down. I don't want anything about that. So, but attack him. Attack him. Put smart, man, set smart as him in the pick and roll. Put, put smart and brown. Because that's who gave business guarding. Gave Mrs. Gurney smart. Dude, I've been I've been but, asking but for the, the fucking the, brown and brown and uh, brown and smart pick and roll for fucking years. Yeah, like yeah, I don't so yeah, I don't put, understand put, put, why our star players won't run the fucking pick and roll as the screener. Like they just won't do it. You know, yeah, like, I, it'd be, I, I, it'd be I electric mean, to have those two as the screener, man. No, it's but it, so it, it crazy, worked. It worked, like, it worked for. And I've been talking about this before. It worked for Nash and Amari back in the day. Like right, yeah, them man. running the pick and roll that that used to be that was the whole offense. It is the most outside the sky hook. It is the most unstoppable offensive move or play of all time. Yeah. Like that's that's not like it was again. You know, I guess like Chris Paul was in perfection. You know, this is a, this is a casual name drop here, but I remember uh, even when Indiana was good in early two thousands, guys like Jamal Tinsley running Tinsley, really well with Jamino Neal. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's just like it's I don't I don't know. It, for me, I I don't know. I'm just I I know I asked the question. I'm sure people will will see this and say how could how could Ray ask this. Uh, I can ask it because I'm, I'm I'm helping I'm participating on the show. That's how I can ask it. That's one. Uh, but two, I just wanted to see him do better because I expect better. I've seen him do better. And yes, once again, he was the guy in the finals that once again when when Tatum and other guys, you know, was 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 hiding back in the locker room still, you know, eating eating tenders and fries off and catering. He was out. He was out there still still going to work. So I just want to see that aggression because once again, you're not telling me that Kevin Love. Or Knucker Robinson or Max Strews or wh- wh- whoever. Like they're not, they're not gonna be able to stay in front of him. So just once again, fi- figure it out. Figure it out. So if he has to be the guy on the corner where Tatum's in the middle, Tatum drives, he moves up from the corners, like Dave said. Oh, boom, dumping underneath. Boom, you got you got you got a dunk when you got it. Remember, that happened last night. He got a dunk during that run where I'm like, okay, let him go to the basket. Like if he's there, it, 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 it's going to work. So I I, I that's just say, see, like I, yeah, right. just in regards to before we move on from like the Jalen Brown needs to get a fucking dunk to get his game going point, which I do agree with. Yeah, like I, you guys pointing that out specifically about, about Brown is is correct, and I I'm not disagreeing with you. I just have felt that overall from the team this whole series, like I I feel like they need to get into a fight. You know what I mean? Like they need to get into a fucking argument with somebody. Like I want to see like Marcus Smart chirping at fucking Max Struess, and I feel like I don't I haven't seen that version of Marcus Smart in this series. Like. If you're going to still be the Marcus Smart to take fucking dumb shots, you also have to be the guy that's like angrily going after the ball, fucking chirping at people, getting in people's face, yep. getting after it, like whatever. I It brings me to sort of an overall point about, about the way that this team is like sort of set up as far as like a, a, a culture and a character. Like mm-hmm. it, it, Bobby has been like banging the drum of like Ime was the guy who created a certain toughness and a certain defensive stability in this in this team and like him not being mm-hmm. there. It makes it makes for these kind of weak points. When you look at what a coach is supposed to do, 
these little springing holes in in your life raft of like you know jason's bitching too much at the reps like marcus isn't being as vocal as as he normally is like Jalen's not getting his game going by like like dunking on somebody or, you know, Rob Williams isn't doing big earth shattering blocks to get everybody out of there. Like that all stems from the fact that the guy at the top needs to be maestroing and controlling these bad yeah. habits of these individual players. Every player has bad habits. Every player has different things. And, you know, every comment I, I went I went through a post yesterday on like the Boston Globe or something, every comment was like, it was about how Joe Mazzulla sucks, basically. It was the article. And the article was fair or not fair. I leave it up to you to decide. But the comments were like, you can't blame the coach. These overpaid players, you know, you get paid $30 million a year. You got to but And it's like, this kids these days bullshit is so ridiculous, especially when it comes to the NBA, because what you have is a bunch of guys that have been individually the best in their position in a one-on-one -on -one situation sport that comes up all the fucking time. It's the coach and the characters, uh, character of the team's job to unite the team. And 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 have them all working for each other and 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 doing that stuff. You know, I know you guys don't watch soccer, but like the guy who coaches my team, Liverpool, when he came in, like he's known as one of the best coaches in the world. And one of the things he did really early was been like was like, don't talk to the fucking referees. I'll talk to the referees. Nobody talks to the fucking referees. I'll fucking talk to them. If and he goes berserk at them. Like he's currently serving like a suspension from the sidelines for freaking out at the fucking referees. But he doesn't let the players do it. He's like, play your game. You just go out there, you play your fucking game. Don't worry about the refs. Don't try and influence. And look, there's arguments to the opposite, you know, in, in different sports to like try and influence the referees, whatever. But this group of Celtics players, they need this. They need to be like, focus on your fucking game. I'll talk. Yeah. And if Joe yeah, had a little he, bit he more made, personality in those Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he did the last with them. Yeah, he exactly. did after, after a while. Yeah, he sure did. And, and it's like, um, you got to yeah. play your game. You're like, you know, I want Marcus Smart to be Marcus Smart. I want Jason Tatum to be Jason Tatum. Don't fucking worry about the rest. Don't worry about what they're saying. I'll control that. And then once you have that established, and this might be a little late to establish this now, but then you start to dole out leadership responsibilities. You dole out the leadership responsibilities. You say, Marcus, I want you to take the lead here. When, when you're in this situation, I want to make sure I hear your voice. Jason. I want you to be able to take the lead here. When we're in this situation, I want to see your game come come through. And, and I want like oh. you when you let them decide for themselves on the fly and there isn't a, a singular voice that can cut through the noise and the noise, especially created by a team like the Miami Heat, that's what they thrive on is creating noise for you. When mm. there isn't that voice, that authoritative voice to say, calm down, this is what we're going to do. This is who we are. This is what we do. You know, the platitudes are are one thing, but there's a difference between establishing a culture and reminding your players the tenets of that culture and just saying basketball platitudes in a huddle, you know, and, and all of us can tell the difference. You know, it might, I might not be able to tell you exactly what it is, you know, based on, on specific different instances, but it just hits the ear wrong. You know, it just hits the fucking ear wrong when, when it's just basketball platitudes because it doesn't apply, you know. We, we talk about Mbutu all the time and it's like, that's a tenet. You know, that it might seem silly looking back on it, you know, like to other fan bases or whatever, that we still talk about it, but it's a tenet, it's a focus, it's a pillar to remind them when they're in hectic situations, when the momentum is falling down on them, that this is what they get back to. Play defense, your shots will fall. You know, like these things that they can hear that will cut through eternal noise. And if one of those things is, to your guys' point, Jalen, dunk the fucking basketball, then he'll hear it. You know, he'll hear it because you have a few of these that you can get through to the guys. And I just, 
seeing people defend Joe Mazzola. He's a rookie. He's, I, I get it. Like, I'm not trying to be spiteful. Like, I'm sure he's fucking trying his best. But at the end of the day, like, I know. I can see it. I know what a leader is in that role. And when Al Horford, two years his senior, is going, get the fuck out of the way, and trying to establish that, it's a fucking disaster, guys. Like, it's a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to be fucking mean to the guy. It's just that, like, that, to me, is the thing we've been missing all postseason. And in the regular season, too, but it doesn't matter as much then. We've been missing it all postseason. And it's why I've basically been sure we're not going to win a championship since we played Atlanta. So, you know, I need, I need, I need that. It's an, I'm not ready to give up on the talent and mentality of these players because you can't decide based on this situation. I don't think, you know, I think that's too, that's yeah. unfair, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, I could, I could, we, we've had multiple shows in this playoff run where, you know, we sit here, we bitch about <laughs> the players. We talk about different aspects of their game. We talk about this, we talk about that, but almost every single conversation we have ends up circling back to Joe Mazzua and the leadership that he's providing. I mean, I've, I've been in multiple positions in my professional career where I have very talented people around me. I know the people in their jobs can do their role, but because of some aspect of a misjointed leadership, that entire team and that entire project just absolutely falls apart. It doesn't matter how talented the people are. If you don't have someone that can sit there and, and bring all those ideas together and bring it into a, a formal thought and everyone is out there just thinking about their own position and their own and their own job and what they have to do rather than what the goal of the team is it, it it's it's so disjointed and it always will be always 100% of the time you can you can skate by you'll get by but you may not what, be proficient in, in that project but, you know but, what but, i mean you're you're not going to be the best yeah but i agree with you wholeheartedly because the reveal of that and how you can put your finger on that is if people are saying to you or you or me Right now, uh, Jason Tatum, he fucking, he doesn't come through in like in this situation. He's a bitch. Da, da, da. And listen, while we're watching the game, guys, us collectively, we're guilty of this shit too. We're a little bit more emotional. I've had a few days to relax and think about it, right? I was in paradise. I was furious. The Celtics sitting on a beach. But like, Jason Tatum has been that guy. He's hit that ceiling. So not seeing a certain level, getting to a certain level is a thing to worry about, right? Seeing it, but then also seeing a floor happen from time to time is less of a worry because it's like, oh, there's definitely a way to tap into his potential to get him consistently yeah. doing that. Like, there's a way. There's a way to make his brain do that shit. There just is. But there's probably 9,000 ways to get him to stay on his floor. You know, there's there's so many more ways to get somebody to play fucking bad than there is to get somebody to play well, bad. When, when mm -hmm. you have to think, when, when these, I've already said these sentiments multiple times in this playoffs, it's like, when you get guys that are this athletic and this talented, and you get them out there and you're making them think about the game of basketball and what they need to do and, and, and where they need to be at certain points, you've already lost. It's already over because these guys need to be out there knowing what to do. They need to see something and react rather than see something, think about it for a second, and then have to go about your offense in a certain way. It's, it's, it's such a different ball game. And I think... Cool. Especially when it comes to Jalen, too. I remember this specifically last year in the Milwaukee series. Remember, he laid that absolute egg in game one. What happened after game two? This dude was out there shooting shots two hours after the game of game one and two hours before game two. He came out and had a great game. That's not the Jalen Brown that we're seeing this year. We, we don't see that mental toughness to come back and do everything he can to try and make an impact on the game. Marcus Smart last year was an absolute dog. 
And there's clips of him in game four being like, y'all talk too much. We beat y'all last year. What are you talking? So no one gives a shit about last year, Marcus. And it's just, I just feel like that's that entitled mindset that they've grown because they don't have someone being there. Like, guys, that was last year. No one gives a fuck about what you did last year. I'm sorry. Which also, by the way, was fuck all. Like, you didn't do anything. You know, it's like we don't celebrate fucking conference titles around here, dude. Like, that's can we just remind ourselves of that fucking (laughs) fact? Like, wait, like, to to be totally honest, like, the the lack of fucking spine in that specific way that you're talking about, Bobby, has been the issue. Like, like they're not the same dudes or whatever. And when you're doing anything at an elite level, anything at a a level that is at the top, top, top of that business or, or sport or whatever, the margins are tiny. The margins are so, 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 so small. You know, it's, it's Brian Scalabrini. I'm closer to Michael Jordan than you are to me. You know, it's like the margins between these players, they might look big in certain situations, but they're fucking tiny. They're all way better than us. You know, even the worst guys, right? Yeah. So if, if you do lose, if you do turn an intensity dial 0.01% down, that can show up to this degree. So you got, you, you know, you got to keep everybody at 100%, but it's like, yeah, that is the problem. It, it is their well, problem. Because we know well, they're talented. Right. Well, speak, speaking of, of turning things down, Malcolm Brogdon, I, I have an APB out. I have a bolo out for him. Uh, whatever, whatever paper. Ooh, row, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, in the words of Biggie, I got him on a milk box, uh, milk box, uh, milk carton missing. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I don't know what is happening to him. So, you know, Bobby, the floor is yours, man. Just <laughs> how, how, do, how do we get Brogdon back on track? And once again, he was supposed to be the missing piece. And, you know, that's something we've lamented since last year. We came on, we talked about it. Well, obviously, he went six grand in the year. So just how did, how did they get, be- get him back on track? Once again, I think that he needs to be, they, they need him to win the series, obviously. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electric yeah, I just think he needs to start hitting his fucking shots, man. I don't, I don't know if there is, if, <laughs> there, if shots, there is, bitch. well, if there is a way to get back on track because I feel like they're putting him in the position to be successful. I mean, he's still getting those open floaters, he's still getting those open layups that he's been nailing the entire playoffs. He's just missing literally every single one of them. I haven't seen what he, did he hit one last game? I think he hit one, right. He had none last he's, game either. Let, 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 let's, I, I'll, yeah. Keep last talking. two games, I'll, he's I'll, like I'll, 0 for 12, 1 for 12 from the floor. And they're all open. That's the thing. It's like he's been missing open threes and open floaters and open layups, man. I don't know what happened to him. And and, and he, he seems oh, to be sorry. very. He, he, was, he was 1 of 5. Sorry. He was 1 of 1 5. 1 of 5. But, and he was 0 of 6. 0 of 2, 0 of 2 for 3. 0 of 6 in, in, game, in game 3, though. Right. So 1 of 11 over 2 games for. Yeah. Our savior is is not what we're looking for here, and it's it's no. partially the reason why we were down three zero. You know what I mean? What, what, what the biggest thing in that Sixers series, me, all three of us said it multiple times, was when Brogdon was in there in the crunch time, 
we felt much better about our chances. We felt much better about the offense, the way it was running, everything about when Brogdon was out there. That has not been the case this series. It's a 180 completely. So something needs to wake up inside of him. I don't have an answer because literally I'm seeing the same Malcolm Brogdon game. He's just missing the shots. And and this and this this is this is not a knock on DK because he's not the only one that's been up that that has he's not the only one that's brought up this point. We we've gotten on Grant and rightfully so at times. So don't get me wrong. Malcolm Brogdon has been getting he's been getting like just dog walked on defense. Harden was cooking his ass, and now like I say, he can't do this with Jimmy Butler. Like he was he was supposed can to be I, someone can I make can I make well. a defense he, he, he of Malcolm Brogdon? Can I just defend Malcolm Please. Brogdon for like Please. a hot yeah, second? Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, you're not wrong. Like, everything you guys just said are, are empirical facts and statistics. That very, very difficult to argue with those. And I'm not going to. I'm not, like, a Republican. But like, <laughs> He did make I, one of those shots. <laughs> what are you talking but like, about? But what I will say, I, I'll phrase it, phrase it in the form of a rhetorical question. I'm going to answer it myself. Has our backcourt been good for the entire playoffs? Like, our backcourt. Like, our entire backcourt has been absolutely dog shit for the entire playoffs. Like, we talked ourselves into it being fine in the Atlanta series because they had Trey Young, right? When we started coughing up fucking points in the backcourt, not, like, not playing de- good one-on-one defense on their guards. We were like, well, I mean, it's Trey Young. It's Trey Young. So, we'll see what happens next series. Harden's, like, 900 years old. Then you go to the next series, and Harden fucking starts cooking you. You make him look like he just took a limitless fucking pill and rolled the fucking ears back five years. and goes bananas and beats you without Joel Embiid in game one. Backcourt, absolute trash. Marcus Smart shows some glimmers and some fight in the, in the Sixers series. So he gets passed, but the whole backcourt's fucking trash. Now it's getting exploited the most by the Miami Heat. Why? Because if they're going to do anything offensively, their guards need to be hot. That's 100% like what their fucking team looks like, right? Like, Okay, Bam can be your second guy. Like if Bam gets like seventeen and and you know ten rebounds, then you're probably looking at a win for the Heat. I I can see that. I concede it. But if you don't have the the kind of shot production from Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and and Jimmy Butler, you know, obviously that's more of a hybrid role because he does a lot of shit. But like if you don't have the kind of offensive production from those guys that we're allowing them to have, then. They're not winning these games. And if you're looking at Malcolm Brogdon sucking and absolutely putting in horrific defensive performances, he's got to be with his buddies, Derek White and Marcus Smart, guys that claimed that they were the greatest defensive backcourt in the league, right? This season said that. Marcus Smart said that shit. Uh, On fucking TV, he said that shit. So, like, you're turning around and saying that, and then you're you're laying a fucking egg from the backcourt on because, quite frankly, Al Horford did his fucking damnedest against Joel Embiid one-on-one. Rob Williams came and contributed at times defensively, maybe not as much as we'd like him to in the playoffs, but that front court, right? Fine. I'm good with it. We, we took the MVP out. Like, <laughs> like, he was fucking killing us in that front court. We took the fucking MVP out. We're good here. We're like, you guys can go home. The rest of you, the fucking guards, you're staying after practice, okay? And we're going to talk about how to fucking... Get underneath screens or or over screens with some aggression, right? We're going to yep. talk about playing up on guys one-on-one. We're going to talk about not biting on every fucking up fake every that a fucking third-string guard is putting on you, dude. What the fuck, guys? Like, where's the backcourt leadership? Where is that overall? Malcolm Brogdon, yes, he sh- this shit should be laid at his feet. Absolutely, his individual performances. I agree. 
but the whole fucking backcourters unit have been absolutely trash, bro, especially from the defensive end. And Derek White, I, I think there's reasons, confidence reasons there. Malcolm Brogdon, like Bobby said, I don't have an answer either. Marcus, you're the fucking leader of the backcourt, bro. Like, where are you at? Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought, he, he, I mean, him, Smart you know, White hit Samuel shots last night. Yeah, last um, night being by I, an exception, I, yeah. I do agree that like yeah, I thought I thought Marcus Smart was on his way to having a great game too, and then the second half happened. Right. The first half he was Marcus of last year, and I was like, oh, like okay, he had he had he had ten assists at the half. I was like, oh, okay, like, this and is two shots, and then he had five shots in the first. But then three he didn't minutes he didn't get the past the fucking ball again for the entire yeah. yeah, exactly. Like what the that's just right. bad game planning, right? Exactly. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that that's what that was, but. Yeah, no. Listen, that that's that's fair. I I just think once again, it's, it was the expectations thing. That that's that's where I'm at. That we all have high expectations for all of them on the roster. So yeah, I I think like I said what we said was valid. What you're saying is valid. I just I just hope once again, I think between Brogdon, I think probably his best thing on the team because him and uh, Jalen Brown are really close uh, off, off the floor because we, we learned that in the bubble. I I think that those two in particular. Are, are due to have a game that you're like, okay, let's let's rest on their shoulders for today. I almost think obviously you still need Tatum, so never said, uh, you know, to to play at a high level. But I said, I think like I said Brogdon and Brown, like we we need we we need something from from y'all. But I I want to transition to, to, to Time War for a little bit. We, we just brought up his name uh, recently. I I think his help defense has been phenomenal. I think that, uh, you know. We we haven't had any signature raw moments in the series until last night. Like I thought it was a couple of players that Jimmy went to the basket and did the young fake that you're talking about. Got his defender up and Rob was like, Oh, okay, hey, well, I'm not gonna jump. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump again and then you know punch, punch your shit into uh the, the second row. So Bobby, I'll 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 start with you on this one. Just, you know, have you been pleased with Rob's defense overall and just you know, do you want to see more from him offensively? You know, I think that he has another level to go to, you know, if the series is going to go longer. Yeah, I just want more Rob, period. Offensively, defensively, I think it's such a difference maker against his team when he's out there because it makes a, a guy like Bam, we, we said this, the, the bubble year, man, it makes a guy like Bam have second thoughts about, you know, go, going in there offensively and yamming on people. And then on the flip side, less confidence defensively. You know, when you have a guy like Rob out there, you can't commit like Bam has been able to do on Tatum or on these guys being able to stop them at the hole because you know Rob is there for the lob. You know what I mean? You know he's he's there if you come off him. So I just think that's so huge. And it's been very honestly annoying to me because that was half the reason, again, we made that run last year. I don't know if it's maybe his knee, you know, that, that load management stuff. I don't get it, man, because... Uh, uh, 25 minutes of Rob is so huge. And right now we're averaging what? It's like 19, 20 minutes a game for Rob. And that's mm-hmm. that's not enough. That's not enough to to make Jimmy think about having to drive to the basket, to make these guys think about it. Because, listen, Al Horford's great. He really is. But he's not a rim protector in any way whatsoever anymore. But he's the, not. Thing is, the thing is, Bobby, like I don't want to talk about Joe Mazzula anymore, and I'm not trying to derail your point. It is it, Joe. It, no, it's 100% already Joe. worked. It already worked in the fucking Sixers series. It already fucking worked. Like it, like it. You did it, Joe. You did it. Like you literally were like, PJ Tucker can shoot. Rob, stand there. You're on help. Don't bite on so many fucking up fakes. It worked already. 
playing him 34 minutes, 32 minutes, whatever, 30 minutes, shit. 30, I'll take 30. It's just, it already worked, bro. We, like, we're, we're saying this like it's a miraculous new idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Another like, thing that it's it's mind boggling too, because it's not like Al was playing any sort of you know uh, uh, above his level. He was playing below what we expect of Al. So the fact that we haven't mm-hmm. seen more Rob to me is just baffling, man. It really is, and yeah, I, I think it just goes back to discombobulated game plan. I don't think you know I I don't I don't want to not do. Do you think Joe knows that Rob only played seventeen minutes? In the last game, or I'm, knows I'm, that this I'm, dude only played well, twenty I, minutes I, in game I'm, three. I, he, 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 he gets a pass for yesterday, though. To be honest, he gets a pass for yesterday because of how the score ended being. But like, that's true. It, that's true. Okay. It, yeah. And, 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 and other games, it's just like, yo, like this is where we're in. You're fighting for your playoff life. It's just so every game out. It, yeah. it, like you said, it, it, yeah. I'll say it for you. It's it's frustrating to see this happen game in and game out. It's like, yo, if if something happens where he, you know. uh he jams a finger or whatever. It's like, yo, I just want him out there. Suck and it it, up, it, you, you can't you can't control what happens. So just be out there. Stop, stop, stop coddling or babysitting the uh, you know, the, the his minutes. And just just let him go out there and be free safety, be that threat at the rim. Because once again, that to me, that's how you break the zone as well, right? We talked about, you know, my being a zone and it's being effective. Yeah, it's being effective because the discipline wasn't there until last night. If you make multiple passes and make them, you know, you make you, you, you make them go side to side. You know, shout, shout out to Three Six Mafia. Make them go side to side. Like you, you, you actually have a shot. Like Rob, Rob could get fifteen to twenty points because they, they they have not had an answer for him this whole series when he's played at all. Def- defensively, offensively. They have not had an issue, uh, a problem. I don't mean, I mean, to, I don't mean to make it. I don't mean to make it sound like oversimplified. Like, forgive me if it but does. it is. It's, it's I know simple. this is. I know this is easier said than done. But like, Rob Williams used to only be able to score if he caught the ball within like five feet of the basket, maybe less. Right, like yeah. on on alley oop, mm-hmm. or if he caught it like right underneath the basket. He needs to be imbued with the confidence to catch the ball when there's a defender somewhat in between him and the hoop, and like. I just want, and like this maybe seems really obvious to me. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm crazy, whatever. He doesn't seem super confident when he's going towards the basket when he catches the ball early, right? Like, but he has been effective doing that in the past. Like, will somebody please get this man a Euro step? He is like the fucking longest guy out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just fucking one move, dude. Like, I just want you to know one move and. I swear to God, he could be scoring twenty-two fucking points a game. Yeah, so, even even maybe, that one dribble, not, even not, that one dribble up step. fake would work for yeah. that one dribble up fake would work every sure. time. I, I think I think I think a drop step would be sure. would That's be a good drop. Yeah. So little little spin, little boom, give him a little, give a little, give him one leg. move, give him yeah. one. Let's, move. let's 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 put this out there though. If if this is a, an issue where it's Rob's minutes and we need and it actually does need to be watched and and he can't contribute what we're saying if it's actually a thing then we need to look elsewhere in this offseason absolutely because you can't rely on him yeah yeah, this can't be a thing if we're actually going to have championship aspirations it cannot be it's not it's not like a well maybe no you you will not win a championship if you don't have a top level rim defender it's yeah i agree and there's times this season bobby where we've talked to each other and been like grant might be the third best player like he's had moments over the past two years where it's like, 
he might be the third guy. Like he really is like so fucking important when he's doing this and he's mm-hmm. safety rolling. You mean Rob, that. not Grant? Or like, sorry, Rob. Yeah, of course not Grant. Uh, <laughs> Put it on a tip, Grant. Because uh, holy shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I meant Rob. Uh, the good Williams brother. Um, but like. There's times where we've thought that about him, you know, where he's been so 100%. effective, like playing the free safety or like all the stuff we were talking about. And it's like, you can't have your third guy if that's the case. If we do think like bottled talent, like I always say, there's potential for him being the third best guy. He can't be that injury prone. Like he just yep. can't, you know, it's just not. It's, Especially it's not this deep into the play. Because it, listen, it's not even also, like. If you're he, saying the quiet part heavy... out loud, like, you know, what Ray sort of alluded to, but if you really do say it out loud, where Ray's like, oh, maybe you jam your finger when you're out there. It's like, you know what? Maybe there's times where you're being a little fucking bitch, Rob. Like, maybe yep. there's times where you just need to suck the fuck up and play through the pain. Like, honestly. And that's what it did for him last year. Remember? He, he played through that pain, man. And I just don't, I don't, I don't see that. This they year. all had this, like, little cool. blessing of intensity. Like, that. Yeah, that, but that, yeah, that, but that, I think that ties back to just what, what they built from February on last year. I just think there was just like a look, we got something special brewing here. We can't let this moment slip. So I think they were just like whatever moment we got. So once he went down after that Minnesota game uh last March, I think that was that was just the goal from then on. I was like, look, we have something special brewing here. We've been on fire. Cause once again, either they was losing by 10 or they were beating your ass by 30. Like there was no in between. <laughs> there. They was either blowing you out on yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 un. It's unbelievable what was happening in the last four months, but and once again, we keep harping on it because it's just like, yo, like, just can we just get a glimpse of that? If you get a glimpse of that, if you'll just play above average, you're about to make history. Yeah, and, and, and that's with... that. And I'm, I'm, and I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying to take Dave's words. If you legit just play above average, not, not even play phenomenal. If you play above average, like everybody play above average. You 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 at least put at the least you're pushing the seven games. Well, that's that's what it was last game, right? I mean, they didn't play phenomenal in game no. four, right? They, they they didn't like light the gym up, like DK said earlier. It was just a steady pace. They kept pace the entire game, and then when they had their moments, they took them and ran with it. And that's how you saw what you did in game four. You oh, know right. what I mean? So. I actually it, it, literally, literally promised myself I wasn't going to say this out loud on a podcast, but you guys are like alluding to it now. And I'm just like going to say it out loud. Like I've had this gnawing thought at the back of my fucking head that like if there was ever going to be a 3-0 comeback, it would have to be a situation where it would have to be a situation where the worst team won three games somehow. Like, but like the way worst team won three games somehow, right? Like. It's it's not like you're gonna mount a three zero comeback against like a LeBron James Heat team. You know what I mean? Like we have been so frustrated by the fact that we're not worse than them, right? Like we are yeah. better at basketball to a man than this team. So I have had this fucking stupid thought, of course, like because my brain doesn't work right in the back of my head, going like, well, I mean, if there was ever a situation where a three zero. Yeah could happen it would be <laughs> yeah where, like a situation where we're a lot like a, like a really high seed versus an eight seed and some other one three games and then all of a sudden it's like because honestly and i'm sure every fucking every single fan of every team that's ever been in this position before has thought this i think we can beat them three times in a row like i think we're a bit like for, for at the time of recording i think we can beat them three times in a row like i just do like but i just i don't think that the we can if the if the trick version of the fucking Celtics comes out, if the yeah. treat version comes out, it's one thing. But if the trick yeah. comes out, and listen, is it likely? No, no, God, no. I don't think it's gonna happen. 
Is it possible? Yeah. Based on the talent yeah. level? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the last time that it even got pushed in Game 7 was maybe... Um, Port, was it was it Port, Portland? It might like, be, yeah. yeah so that early guy, yeah, 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like, get, yeah, just, just, yeah, get out of my head. Yeah, like, I, think, <laughs> I think it was I think either the Portland-Dallas or Dallas-Sacramento, one of those two, like, they just... Been, yeah, actually, it was it was Portland-Dallas. They were down 3-0 and they came back. I, I think, obviously, and it, they didn't complete it because they ended up losing the they seven games. Game but, seven, yeah. but, yeah, like, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the closest we... But, you know, we've seen it. So, yes. This fight, we've seen a 16 be a one. We've seen ace be the one. So I remember, you know, uh, the Denver Nuggets back in the day, you know, were the first 18 AC. The Warriors are the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, we had, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Warriors did that. It's um, the last situation yeah, we haven't you know, seen. We've seen the three. Yeah, like, yeah, last thing, so event, eventually, eventually, it is going to happen. Once again, I'm with you, Dave. I don't know if it's going to be now. So, you know, once again, I, for those that's listening, we're not, we're not hedging our bets. We're just really saying what we feel in the moment. Once again, I I would love we, we would all love to see a game seven. I thought it was going seven anyways. Like I I always I didn't think that it was going five or six. I just that to me. But here's the thing I, though: even if we got to seven, right? Like there's a situation. Yep. If you imagine yourself in a situation where we force a game seven, and like you yep. know, obviously the national conversation has shifted fucking dramatically if that's happened, right? Like a lot of different shit is getting said if that's happening. You're going into a game seven and you're having a very no, different. Don't tenor. get me excited. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to, but. If I wouldn't put a dollar on it, to be honest, but if yeah, facts. we're if you know if if <laughs> if we're if we're having a very different tenored conversation than the night before Game Seven, or, or two nights before, you know, previewing Game Seven. The reason I still don't think we would win the series is because in order to win that Game Seven, you would have to have either a situation where Miami are going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, we're fucked, we we're fucking this up, we're about to be the most embarrassed, and I don't think they're that kind of team. Or you have a team, a situation where the Celtics are going, all that noise is out. It's one game. We're going to go win this one game. Forget the comeback. Forget this. And I don't think they're that kind of team, to be honest. So you need a perfect storm. You need and a that's perfect what it was storm. against Philly, though. That's what it was. I mean, I know what a 3-0 was 3-2, but... I think that, that, the, that the, game the, the cloud exactly. cover is a lot thicker if it's the first time in history that a team has done it. I oh, think. sure, it's sure, sure. But I, I just think maybe... I mean, well, I mean, I, I know you don't call it baseball like me and Bobby do, but... Like, I just, obviously, uh, Bobby and I both were at, well, I'm assuming, yeah, we both were in high school, but when, when that happened, but. Um, I'm, not, I'm not that old, Ray Sean. God damn it. No, 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 I'm, I'm, we're two years apart, but no, I just, I just remember, I'm obviously, the first, obviously the first one, you know, Dave Roberts, did, who does, you get the game five. Game six, man, by the time Mark Belmore hit that home run and game six off the foul ball, you're just like, hmm, Okay. And it's chilling. Does what he does. You're like, oh, whoa! Like they, and they came the, back and tied it. And what's the game? Damon Grand this, Slam this, Game this Seven. The, okay, but let me ask yeah, you Grand, this yeah. question now, as Red Sox fans: the three losses. Yep. What did they feel like? They were debilitated. Oh, it was it was it was it was, it was Armageddon. It was Armageddon. Listen, so it's that, almost that the same night, exact script. Yeah, that it's almost the same exact same, script, which is yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it really is. It wasn't. I tried to stay away from it because I was just like, I didn't. I didn't want to even go down that route, but it's just like obviously. <laughs> I love how by the end of this like, episode we're like, "Still like, <laughs> seven. It's just like, but it's, it's just like that's. Well, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I still don't think this happens, but I, I just to me, it once again, once again, if, if we're you know part of it, it is we're we're talking about this, so we bring up hypothetical hypothetical uh, situations, but to to comparison, right? That 1908, that that night, and I remember, I remember sitting in my grandma's house. And my grandmother did not usually swear around me. And my my grandmother put me on to baseball. My first game ever was watching 
Uh, Roger Clemens again, 20 strikers for the second time against Detroit before he left to go uh, to uh, to Toronto. So I'll never forget that moment. And I, I'll never forget my grandmother in the kitchen making food or whatever. And they lost 19 to 8. She was like, these fucking bums. And I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, I called her Nani. I said, okay, Nani. Like, I said, are, are you that mad about this, whatever? But in my, in my grandmother's mind, she's seen 86. Uh, she's seen 75. She can see in 67. So she can see all these other moments in her mind. She's like, if, they, if it's not going to be now, they'll never get it. Thank God that was not the actual, the actual case. So, I mean, listen, I mean, we ourselves here on the show, other other shows, other uh, outlets have, have talked us into potentially seeing a seventh game. But at this moment, it's like, shit, why, why, why not now? Once again, you, you, if you, you want to talk about legacy-defining moment, this, this, is, this would erase a lot of talk that's been around this core before. if you at least get it toward game seven okay. and it actually went. So before we ahead. before we actually entertain that fact, I just need them to come out and show up for game five. Okay. Right. Like like, like I, I just have a feeling in and deep in my soul that this team is going to give us fool's gold. And then when the push comes to shove, when the shit hits the fan, it's gonna be the same exact shit. Because it just seems like with this team when when the first, the first ounce of adversity, this this makeup yeah, the of the first Celtics negative team, domino falls, you bro. It just the entire it, fucking house of cards fall over. Yeah, it and it happens so quick, and it's again, it's so funny because you know last year was the exact opposite, where the Celtics team could do no wrong for both they, me and you. never looked through the fucking road, bro. Bro, I, and, I, and I, it, I was so I was so sick of that statement. Yeah, yeah, but those things, home, those things add up to it, like, it, it, mentality. It, 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 it you just, know, the vibe was so different. You know? Yeah, it was so different. And I just, with this team, I don't have faith that they can go three more games without playing a, <laughs> a bullshit game. With, yeah, the yeah, vibes are off still. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that that bullshit is just around the corner. We but just kind of hit it under the bed because mama but came let, in. Me, but let when me, daddy let comes me, around, bro, those right. those toys are right fucking back out. It doesn't fucking no, matter. Yeah, it, it, no, it, exactly. But let me ask you this, right? I'll ask both of you this because obviously we all watched the game. When Miami went up 61-52, Jake, didn't you think it was over there? Yes. I was hoping yes. it was okay. Over there. <laughs> so, okay. So, and then okay. they went so, up. It was, it was then, the second quarter. And, they went up and, by and like Tatum, six. And, and then Tatum, Tatum went ballistic to get it back to, to get it back with a three. I think Smart ties it. And then next thing you know, you know, they, they basically go on the, like, so they go on that, on that run. So my thing is, once again, there's something about this team overall with elimination games where, once again, and you said it already, when they don't have to think, they play free. It's a different type of team. That's why I'm not, I'm not worried about tomorrow. Once again, if they if they win tomorrow, like I said, maybe game six they they eventually fold or whatever, which I think that's what's going to end up happening. But I I just think tomorrow in front of the crowd, once again, I don't see them losing three in a row at at TD. I expect that building to be insane. And I said we can just get into that because that's the last thing I wanted to, I wanted to get into unless I have something y'all wanted to address. We're so um, shit at home though. <laughs> like we're so terrible. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they were, they were green on the rule last year in the playoffs too. I just think that's just maybe, I don't, I don't know. But I just that, that that's weird because right for a team as mentally weak as we all have been saying, for them to be that good on the road, you can't be mentally weak if you're winning on the road like that. So something, well, something has to give. The thing I something think, I think it, it, we we can parlay this right into the prediction because I think it's it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be very clear very early what we're getting from this team. And I know we've said that same exact thing many times, but I think what happens at home true. is 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 the Celtics fans, you know, like us included, man, 
we we know this squad and we know this team so well because we've had it for so many years. So that home crowd knows when that team is shit in the bed and they know when that team has given up and not playing up to their effort. So everyone in that building just has this tenseness to them of like, what the fuck are these guys doing? And they can feel that vibe from the crowd. They 100% can. You look at that game seven against Philly when we were electric because we came out and started playing Celtic basketball early. Right? Front runners. They don't have the ability, I think, to take a, a, a crowd that is hostile towards them because they're fucking up. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're making those mistakes, they, they don't have that ability to shake that, I don't think. So I, I think that first quarter is so pivotal in this next game. If the Celtics lay an egg in that first quarter, I don't think they stand a chance in this game. That crowd needs to be electric early. They need to be behind them. And if they so, don't have that, yeah, that did, support from the crowd, mm-hmm. this isn't, it's not game, game, not game, game seven looked like an OKC game. And for, for those that know, know what I mean, look, look back at that OKC run when they were making the finals and go day and once there are a couple of conference finals, there was games where you it's didn't like see a college sit. crowd, man. Right? No, yeah. you just see people sit down. That's how game seven was. Yeah. I don't know how it looked at on TV, but like, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Like I'm in Lowe's area. Like people were not sitting for most of that game. And once again, especially when Santa caught fire, it was like, oh yeah, everyone wanted to see if he was, if he was like, get, let him get sexy. I was just like, listen, they won the game. Let's just get out to Miami. Like we got bigger fish to fry. And you know, I, I wasn't wrong in that regard, but yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you have as a picture for Samar tonight, uh, DK? I mean, <clears throat> it's difficult for me to, to talk myself into them not like absolutely shitting on my chest like they have for the entirety of the fucking playoffs in the garden. Like it like this team has laid has laid out what, some what of, movie is that? <laughs> uh, I feel like I, 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 I think American it's a movie. Pop, I think probably. it's a movie you have to find on private housing on on your uh, on your Firefox there, Bob. But uh don't but like I, my suggestion. Uh the the point the point the point I'm trying to make is I would take the game five uh, performance and the uh, in the Sixers series and the game three performance in this series as examples of the fact that like when you know as much as they when they have their backs against the wall in elimination situations they act a certain way they've they can do that as a one off like I to me it's if it, they don't fold next game they'll full game six like you said right like i and i for some reason game six is kind of sticking in my mind as the game that we sort of finally go like all right well we fought back and you know we can whatever i think that they will win tomorrow uh i think that they will lose in game six so i hope that they don't i mean i I, like your shades on right there's such a strange reality like that the fact that like if this team is the team that comes back from three or down, if they, if they are the most, it's like, they're not <laughs> like that. Yep. That's not what this team is. I don't think so. I don't know. So the, these are usually, you know, these are usually worn for, you know, mourning, you know, usually for funerals or whatever, you know, but I'm taking them off. Cause it's not going to be a funeral, but game five, we're, 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 we're going, we're going back to South beach. We're going back to prior 112, get, get us a ribeye steak, baby. Or porterhouse steak, that, 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 that's more money. Yeah, we're getting we're getting the win with the garlic butter. Oh, it's phenomenal. But, the, strip, uh, <laughs> the strip and the, the strip and the filet, bro. Phenomenal. Help me in, man. Phenomenal. 
Uh, so yeah, C's 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 find a way. Is once again, I, I'm 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 even gonna give a score. I'm gonna say 107, 102. I, I think that's that's something. I think that's that's a decent uh, score for tomorrow night. So I, th- I, I think ask they a win, question. They, if, if they win, of they course. win by twenty. In my if they win, they win by twenty. In my opinion. I, well, listen, I I rather your scenarios in mind because the the one hundred seven one hundred two will have my heart on my fucking chest. But go, go ahead, DK. For, for, for just <laughs> just I'm just curious what you guys think because I know what I think about this situation, but I also know that I don't really want it to happen. But like, I, would you say that like a smack is better for the momentum of trying to mount this comeback? Like a thirty point fucking blowout is is like you know on the parquet floor is better for momentum or a game winning shot. Like, which one would, like, I think galvanize, and I mean this group of players specifically, to actually go on and force then a game seven? Like, what, what situation? I, I, my, I don't want a close shot situation because I genuinely think I'll be in the fucking yeah. Discord being like, they're not going to fucking win. They're not going to hit this shot. They're a bunch of bums, and it's going to be What, you mean a, a contested Jason Tatum three? Yeah, yeah like something. Yeah, like, so, yeah, like or something like Or it could like be like game one in Brooklyn. You know, he does yeah, that. Yeah, with or that or, yeah, yeah, or a cool play, which I doubt it's going to be that because we don't run those anymore. That's a thing of the past. But, like, I, it, it, like that spin move that Tatum runs and like puts it away, something like that. I think we haven't really seen and like it happen. It's it's just been blowouts or we get blown out. But also, I would much rather have the tenor of the Discord be like, we're up thirty and we're talking about what the strategy is going to be going into Game Six and like how to you know just having a casual conversation about what Game Six looks like would be would be better on my heart. You know, my my doctor would appreciate that better. But I think we could really galvanize this team with like a fucking buzzer beater. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but I would really like to see Mr. Champagne in in the game in game five. That's <laughs> yeah, I right. feel like that should be the goal. If champagne is on the floor. We're good. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean, once again, I, I come I, from I by the way. That's another show. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, no I, idea. I, well, the fuck yeah, well he definitely no, he definitely came from the Champagne Alps in France. Otherwise, his name would be Sparkling One. So if if he's calling yeah. himself, okay, go ahead. Well. Yeah, there's no 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 sex no sex no sex in the champagne room. But no, no matter I, what I, a stripper tells you, tells you there right. is no sex <laughs> in, in the champagne, champagne room. Yeah, it's it's fucking lie. So it's such a classic, right? Exactly. Honestly, I don't I don't care how it happens. I just <laughs> I just I I don't care. That's what you say to the stripper point. when you go into the champagne room. And yeah, they, 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 <laughs> exactly. You know, what one dollar or twenty. You know, either way, it's it's, it's not going home. But no, I, I one, just one dollar that, you're going home with her. Yeah, you know, one, do, yeah, one dollar you're getting the lower the barrel. <laughs> right, but no, but that's, no, that's the day the shift. That's the right, day no, shift. Oh right. god, I know. Totally off the rail. No, I just, I just know. I live. But listen, it, it either I don't give you win by one, you win by thirty. I, I, I just want to hear Eddie Palladino say, and that's the ball game. Celtics win, whatever score, and it, and, you know, it's Geno time. That, that's what I want to see. So. I don't care how it happens. Just, just find a way to get it done, and you know what it was here to the God of Death, <laughs> not, not today. So for the real BK, Bob Kelly, and my guy DK Sizzle, I'm Hype with Rashawn Buchanan, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.